Welcome back to another night of Walk It Out. My name is Gretchen Cannon, and I am the community pastor at Grace Church. And tonight we're going to dive into what it really looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. And before we get into that, uh, I'm just going to pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are and who you created us to be. And Father, we thank you for Jesus. And we thank you that he made a way for us to be reconciled back to you and to be children of yours. And Father, we also just ask during this time, whatever you want spoken, whatever you want our hearts to hear and to sink into the soil of our hearts, we give you permission to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've talked uh, for several weeks about uh, Jesus's love languages being obedience and just talked about how nothing that we do apart from him it like we can do nothing and so in our obedience we stay connected to him we hear his voice whether it's um you know i want you to invite your neighbors over for dinner or i want you to pray for this person or i want you to witness or if it's just like hey good morning come and sit with me a little longer like as as we learn to hear his voice, then we do what he says. And we saw Jesus do that time and time again with the Father. But one of the things that Jesus talked about, he asked us to come and follow him and that he would make us fishers of men. And when you eat that verse, it means like to know him, to walk closely, to be right there with him. But then that he would teach us he would he would make us people that would catch people and bring them in and so what does that really look like what does that even mean like jesus didn't say hey come be my disciple but what he did was he said follow me and as he began to have people that followed him he began to identify them and call them his disciples and then he began to say if you are my disciple, this is what it looks like. You abide in my word. You abide in my love. You disciple others. Like he gives us all like this huge picture throughout the gospels of what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus. Well, when you, when you eat that word, the disciple, the noun, it actually means just a learner. Somebody that learns about Jesus from Jesus, like the things of him. And so what we've done is we've asked the Lord here, like, what does it really look like to be a learner of you? And where we landed is that a disciple is someone that abides in him. And out of that connection, that life union, that living connected to him, we walk in his ways. His character and his nature is formed in us. And then as the character and nature is formed in us, we have a growing desire to tell people, to demonstrate his love in action to people, to pray for people, to preach the gospel, to disciple others. And that's what it looks like to, to do his works. And so I'm going to throw this graphic up really quick. And I want you to pay really close attention to this. It's so important that you see that there are arrows that flow from abide two ways. 
Like you do not look like the character and the nature of Jesus without being connected to him, without knowing who he is, without that union, not just of your spirit, but of your soul as well. We're going to talk more about that. But then there's also an arrow from ways to works. And that demonstrates like that's a continuous flow. We always live connected from to him. We look more and more like him. And as we do, we go and do the things that we saw Jesus do. We never go and do the things that we saw Jesus do apart from Jesus. We never do. And so I want to read a word um, that was given over Grace Church in January of 2016. And it's fascinating because this was the year that the Lord began to stir in our hearts about discipleship, about disciple making, about what it really looks like to mature people. We've always been um, called as an equipping church here. But what did it really look like to equip the priests and the saints, not from the stage, but through a relational Jesus-style discipling relationship? So I want to read this word for you. This word was given from the Oklahoma City uh, Metro Prayer Alliance when they came here. And a guy named Sean was the one that the Lord used to bring this word forth. And I want to read part of it for you. It says, We are a fracking instrument for him in this territory. This is a place of great resource. Resources are coming to the people and then through the people. The instruments are going to come through discipleship. Build practitioners of the word. They know nothing else but who he is. They will become walking epistles that will change the landscape. This is not coming and doing something. It's who they've become. They will take it to their circle and influence others through the life they are living and then they bring others to the church to rejoice in it. The church is missing discipleship. And we need a core group to show what living the life is, not just preach the word. That will change the foundation. You have all the resources, just implement it. The resource is the Holy Spirit, and he lacks nothing. Now get that. In the beginning of this word, it says we're a fracking instrument for this territory, and there are great resources. And at the end of the word, it says the resource is the Holy Spirit, and he lacks nothing. Right there, it is a true picture. It starts and it ends with our connection, our life union to the Lord. Now, as a born-again believer, your spirit is connected to him and abides in him all the time. So when we talk about abiding in, in being a disciple of Jesus, when you are born again, your spirit man abides all the time. That is not what we're talking about. We are talking about you aligning your mind, your will, your emotions, your behavior, your thought patterns, your feelings, all of those things to what your spirit is already doing to live connected to Jesus. That's what we mean by abiding. It's the verb. It's us doing the action, not anything apart from him. It's not a religious duty, but it is living out the reality 
of our spirit connection and union to Jesus in our soul and in our actions. That's what abiding is. And so this word is so fascinating to me because it starts and it ends talking about great resource. And the resource is the Holy Spirit that is Jesus dwelling on the inside of us. And then as it goes through, it talks about um, the instruments are going to come through discipleship to build practitioners of the word that they know nothing else but who he is. Like that's what abiding is. That my soul is so connected to the life of Jesus, like the true living being of Jesus, that I gnosko him. That's a Greek word for know. Now there's several Greek words for know. There's also ido, which is kind of like the one foot journey from your head to your heart and your heart to your head. Like, huh, I see that. But gnosko is the experiential knowing of Jesus. And that's what it's talking about. That we'll know nothing else but who he is. That's a great picture there of abiding. And then the next part of the word says, they will become walking epistles. Like we will look like Jesus. One of the Greek words for the word, word, in the New Testament is logos. And sometimes that means an utterance or a speech. But a lot of times it really narrows down to it just being Jesus. Like after we know him and we know nothing else, then we will become walking epistles that walk around and look like Jesus. We have the picture of joy and peace and patience and graciousness and humility and kindness, and gentleness. And not only do we have truth and love, or not only do we have grace and, and love, but we also have truth. Like we speak the truth, but we don't do it in condemning or an accusatory way. We do it with humility, knowing that the only way that we've received anything is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the only way we can give anything is because we have received first. And so right there in this segment, they know nothing else but who he is. They become walking epistles. Right there is abide and ways. And then the next part of this word says that will change the landscape. Like right there, it's works. That we're going and doing the things of Jesus. We're serving our community well, and we never do it apart from him. Go back to that triangle with the arrows, abiding to ways to works. We never go serve our community unless we are taking Jesus with us. And I'm not talking about our spirit, man. I'm talking about our mind, our will, our emotions, our behavior, our actions. Like it looks like him. And so when we go and change the landscape, serve our community, preach the gospel, like there are times where we can bring a word of truth even, and we can do it apart from him. Now, it's really nothing according to John 15, but think about it. Like 
We can even set and read the Bible. We can read about the things of Jesus apart from Jesus. And that is not how we are designed to live. And that is not what a disciple does. A disciple abides in him. They remain connected to him. And as that happens, they begin to look more like him. They begin to be walking epistles. And then they go and do the works of Jesus. They change the landscape. And it says it's not about coming and doing something. It's who they've become. Becoming a disciple of Jesus isn't something that you set and like, I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus today. Like it's who you become. Jesus didn't say, come be my disciples. He said, come follow me. And as they followed him, he began to identify them as a disciple, as a learner. They learned what it looked like to abide in him, to abide in his word, to abide in his love. Now, when the Holy Spirit came in Acts, whole different meaning. And in fact, at the end of the Gospels, after the Great Commission was given, in the first chapter of Acts, he says, do not leave Jerusalem. Like you wait here. Even though right before that, he just said in Matthew 28, teach them and go to all nations. Go and teach them the things. Have them observe the things that I've taught you. All of these commands. He tells them to go. And then he says, well, wait, do not leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit has come. Like, it has to do with our connection with him. Jesus was there no longer in the flesh for them to have any connection to. And, but he brought his life that indwelled the inside of us as believers. And we are able to go and do the works of Jesus with him now. I mean, think about the multiplication of all of the sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father walking around doing these things. So I just love this word. And, and this word says, like, like it lays out abide ways and works for us, that we do nothing apart from him, that, there's, that we will take Jesus to our circle of influence. And that's what Matthew 28 reads. I'm, I'm going to read some of this for you. It says, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start in verse 18. It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am always with you, even until the end of the age. Right there, it is a perfect picture of abide ways and works within those three verses. So many people and I myself focus on Matthew 28 as something that is a work of Jesus. And when I say work, that isn't a bad thing because you're doing it with Jesus. And we're going to get into as the weeks unfold, we're going to get into more like what does abiding look like? What does it mean to walk in his ways? What does it mean to do his works? So please, I'm asking, don't get hung up on that language. We do nothing apart from Jesus. Nothing. And his dwelling and his indwelling spirit. But when you look at Matthew 28 and you actually look at that scripture, 
it says like all authority has been given to him and and our english translation says there go therefore and make disciples but that word disciple is actually a verb it's not a noun like jesus calls us his disciples that's a noun but in matthew 28 it actually says to go disciple not go make anything because he's the one that makes anything we just get to partner with him in a work. And so many times we focus on the scripture as it just being a work, like go disciple or go make disciples. But when you look at these three verses together, you see so clearly that it's abide ways and works. And so here uh, where it says, um, go therefore and disciple or make disciples of all nations, that word nation just means your people group. Like I say this a lot. I was born Baptist before I was born again. And the Baptists, like I love them. Um, they have a heart for missions like nobody I've ever seen. And so in my mind, it was always like you had to go to Africa and you had to go to this place and this country to go make disciples. But when you eat that scripture, it actually says the nations is just your people group. And I love that this fracking word says that we will take him to our circle of influence. Like we'll take him to our people group. And then it goes on um, in Matthew 28 to say, baptizing them or immersing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And that word name is the character, the nature the stead, like who he is. It also mean, means by one's command and authority. Like if you're baptizing them in one's command and authority, acting on one's behalf and promoting his cause. Like we are, prom we are baptizing people, promoting his cause of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And that word Father is the source, the giver, and the sustainer of all life. Like there is no life apart from the Father. And that word Son is someone in the likeness of the Father, sharing the same image. And so I love that we, when it talks about baptizing them in the name, it's not to say their name. It is all about the character and the authority, the command and acting on their behalf, on the Father, the Son's, and the Holy Spirit's behalf. Like right there, it's partnership of abiding. But it's walking in the ways, in the character and nature. We don't go do it apart from Him, and we don't go do it in in uh, love that we conjure up, like we do it in the love that we're sourced by. And then it goes on to say, uh, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. Well, that right there is works. Like we're to teach. And when, when it talks about teach, it's the thing taught indicated by following. So not only do we continue to follow Jesus, but we teach them by them following us. Like partnership, ride alongside. It's like when your kid's learning to ride a bicycle, you don't teach your kid how to 
ride a bicycle by saying, hey, hey, Enzo, here's a bicycle. All right, Enzo, put your feet here, put your bottom here, put your hands here, and now go take off, ride down this hill. That isn't what we do. We actually model for them. We show them they have training wheels. We make sure that, and they have helmets on and everything else. We make sure that they do okay. And then as they learn more and more, we remove the training wheels, but we're right there beside them to help like catch them if they go to fall. Like we're teaching them what it is to ride a bicycle. That's what it is. We're following alongside. And the word observe, teaching them to observe all things, just means to maintain, to guard and protect. So when you look at this, oh, and I love the last part. He says, hey, now wait a minute. I am with you always, even until the end of the age. He wraps it up again with our life union and the fact that we live connected to him. So a disciple is someone, it's very simple, that abides with him, in him. That out of that abiding, we are conformed to his image. We walk in his ways. And out of that as a byproduct, we do the works of Jesus. But none of this happens, the ways or the works, without abiding. And so just as we dive into this the next several weeks, I just ask that um, as you're in Scripture, as you're pondering these things, like ask the Lord to show you where in Scripture, as you're reading, like ask Him to point out things that are abiding where somebody's choosing to abide or maybe some where somebody's choosing not to. But like what abiding looks like. Have Him show you Things in the scripture that looks like ways. Like what does it look like to walk in his ways and then do his works? And for us, probably works is more of an easier thing to spot. When they went and cast out demons or they went and preached the gospel or um, they went and fed the poor, you know, things like that, took care of the widows. Those are probably easier things for us to, to, um, to look at. But when you start putting on the lens of at a disciple being somebody that abides in him, walks in his ways and does his works, and you set with the author as you look at scripture, he's going to begin to show you in scripture. Oh, look right there. Those couple of verses are a great picture of abide ways and works. And so next week, we're going to dive into to really looking at scripture kind of as a whole in the abide ways works before we dive into each individual um, section of what it means to be a disciple. Um, those of you that kind of want to like go ahead and check it out, we're going to go into uh, Colossians 3, verse 12 through 17. And so I encourage you to set in that this week and like see where you see things that are abiding. See like what he shows you in the way of ways, like walking in his character and nature, how it's formed within us. And then what parts of that passage has works? Like what does it look like in this passage to do the works of Jesus? And so I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope it's been a blessing for you. I know I've gotten several questions lately on like, what is abiding anyway? And I just want to remind you, abiding is us living connected to him. If we're born again, if we're regenerated, if we're a new creation, I'm not talking about our spirit man. 
I'm talking about our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our actions, our behavior, those types of things being walked out. And so hope this has been a blessing to you. Let me know if you have any questions. As always, you can comment on Facebook, you can message me, or you can email me at Gretchen at gracechurch.community. I want to pray for us before we uh, sign off for tonight. Father, thank you for this word. Father, I thank you that you chose us to be disciples, like that we can be learners of you and not head knowledge learners, but learners where our heart can connect with your heart, just like our spirit is connected with your spirit, but like we can learn the things of you to be conformed to your image. And it's not a striving and it's not an efforting, but it's a byproduct. It's a relational union. And like, we're so honored that you chose us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.